Thank you for joining me today on Good News with Twanda Black, where we're discovering some of the most inspiring trials to triumph stories and empowerment moments. Call up a friend and let them know it's time for some good news. Welcome to Good News. I'm Twanda Black, your host, and we talk with people from all walks of life about all different varied things, um, but that are good happening around the world. And I want you to sit back and relax and enjoy our next guest. This is some important information. I'd like to introduce you to Dr. Amsu. He is an endocrinologist, an herbalist, and a sports nutritionist. And he's written this book called, Hey, Got Fibroids? Oh my gosh, do we have a conversation for you? Because uh, I would venture to say, what's the percentage of women, especially black women, that have fibroids, Dr. Amsu? Good morning to you. Good morning, Tawanda. Um, great question. Black women, it's extremely high. Black women are like 10 times. The numbers that are given typically are three to four times more likely. But in wow. actuality, the number is 9.7 times, which is basically 10 times um, at higher risk to get fibroids during their lifetime than um, their white counterparts or anybody else. So 90% of black women of, wow. you know, of um, childbearing age is expected to have fibroids at some point in their life. So only one out of 10 black women, African-American women, is gonna be free of fibroids. Wow, that is amazing. So, you know, I kind of got dead right into it, but um, I wanna let everybody know, a little known fact here, uh, Dr. Amsu's son is 21 Savage, and I know you're very proud of that. Um, you have a wonderful practice and um, you wrote this book, Got Fibroids, The Fibroid Elimination Bible. Um, an amazing book. I told you when I got it, I read through it as soon as I got it. Right. I had fibroids about oof, 15, 20 years ago, maybe. Childbearing age, as mm -hmm. you said. And it was an ordeal. I have to say it was quite an ordeal and it resulted in a hysterectomy. We tried all the other things but I wish that this information was available to me at that time. And um, of course it was not. So let's talk about, first of all, why did you write this book? You know, why fibroids? And um, you know, why does, and we talked about why does it affect uh, African-American women disproportionately? So talk about why you wrote it first. Okay, um, well, as, as you know, my, my field is endocrinology and metabolism. And when I was, uh, you know, a teenager, my mom had fibroids. I didn't know she had fibroids. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know that my mom had a hysterectomy when I was like 13, 14, and it interrupted my summer vacation. You know, you have your break, summer break from school, where it's time where you, where you grow, <laughs> where you physically grow in height. You know, you get sleeping, you go and you do, you do, you know, you have a good long couple of months to to find yourself. Mine was totally 
obliterated. My mum um, had a hysterectomy. I had to convalesce. I'm the youngest of seven, and I'm a teenager, so I was the one who, all right, you're gonna help me yeah. get back on my mm -hmm. feet. So, mm -hmm. you know, I was stuck in the house for most part of every day, you know, tending to my mum. So I was like, well, why did you have this operation? What is a hysterectomy? And why is it taking so long for you to get back on your feet? You know, come to find out that she had this um, condition. So I was very intrigued, which put me into the field of endocrinology, wow. which wow. is the study of hormones, the, you know, hormones and the glands that are involved in um, producing and responding um, to hormones. So that piqued my interest. Now, why I focused on fibroids um, is because so many black women have it. It's like it's expected and black women are told um, that it's hereditary, that they have a gene for fibroids. No, that's not true. That's, you know, if you have an auntie, a sister, a cousin, you know, your mother, whatever, you know, a daughter, <laughs> you know, every all, all these women suffer from fibroids. It means that you're likely to have it. Now, there is a genetic polymorphism, mm. right? which is not a mutation. It is a um, it's a standard amongst black people that we all have this affinity to estrogen. We have a genetic polymorphism, which means that our estrogen receptor alpha is more um, prevalent, right? Our it upregulates the effects of estrogen. Now, estrogen is a known carcinogen. Hmm. It, it's it's misnomered as the female hormone, right? Right. Um, and we have this affinity to upregulate its effects. Now, when estrogen is out of balance, it becomes a devastating a devastating toxin, right? And it causes tumors. It causes inflammation. It attacks cells, it reduces the charge of cells, it attacks mitochondria, which is the energy of a cell, and the effects are well seen amongst black women in the form of fibroids, in the form of polycystic ovary, ovary syndrome, in the form of endometriosis, in the form of, um, now in the form of infertility, and mm. like depression, anxiety, um, breast cancers, um, you know, cervical cancer, thyroid issues, um, and hypothyroidism. Is, wow. Uh, very all of this from estrogen? All of this from estrogen dominance, from estrogen being um, in, an imbalance of estrogen in the body. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. when women say, oh, I'm on my period and it's my hormones making me act up, that's a that's a serious situation. It's not, you know, we, we, we la-di-dar it. Like, it's no, it's not... It's right, not, you know, it's it's expected and whatever. No, it's an actual issue that causes um, chronic inflammatory diseases and conditions that plague black women from menstrual age of 12, 13. Some um, black girls, as early as the age of nine, start their menses, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it plagues them with, you know, you know, heavy bleeding cramps, you know, debilitating pains, bloating, you know, painful, painful sex when, they, you know, when they're of sexual age, you know, and it follows them throughout 
And then a lot of women are so relieved to hear, you need a hysterectomy. We're going to remove your womb. Well, what does that mean? That means, oh, no more, no more cramps, no more pains. And they welcome it in. Mm-hmm. But hysterectomies, 75% of all hysterectomies in the United States are performed on African-American women. Mm-hmm. And 75% of those hysterectom- hysterectomies are unnecessary, meaning that gynecologists are prescribing hysterectomies when they are not necessary they there's other ways right and um there's a conflict of interest these gynecologists are you know first of all when they prescribe young black girls birth control birth control pills yep not for birth not for um you know um for contraceptive reasons right for reasons of they're overweight or they're underweight or they have cramps they you know they have hormonal acne you know they have you know all these different um you could say minor um symptoms and they're placed onto the pill and their mothers think well if i put her on this it will help her you know um put band-aid the situation Uh. she will not get pregnant so just Mm. out there let me put her onto the pill now the pills are hormonal they are synthetic estrogen right right or synthetic progesterone yeah right Mm -hmm. and they fool basically they trick the body into believing that you are pregnant Mm. now any woman who's had a child who goes through pregnancy knows the trauma that it puts onto the body (laughs) right now imagine you're on some medication that tricks your body into two, three, four, five yeah. years, ten mm-hmm. years that mm-hmm. you're pregnant for that whole time. Imagine what's that, what that's doing. Now, estrogen dominance is so prevalent because we're surrounded by um, what we call xenoestrogens. Substances, chemicals, pollutants, household chemicals, household detergents, makeup, um, shampoos, you know, um, all these things that have these endocrine disrupting chemicals that have an estrogenic effect on the body and then we as black people black women upregulate amplify the effects of these xenoestrogens because the estrogen receptor is so gimme 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 it's so um you know has it's some needy. Activity, <laughs> yeah. Right? Right. It's yeah. needy. so mm-hmm. when estrogen gets into the body black people in our bodies we explode Explode. Mm. among black men that's one of the reasons why black men are four times more likely to have prostate issues prostate cancer Mm. estrogen is at the pathogenesis of that disease so back to women with um fibroids you know which are benign um benign tumors of the of the um of the uterus right this is expressed in this way you know most more often than not so there's endo endometriosis which is very prevalent among black women and takes about 11 to 15 years to diagnose right because it has so much similarities with other conditions Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. one of the problems is when black women complain about painful periods it's like you can take the pain black women are beasts of burden to the medical industry. Now so that's true. 
Yeah. So when you complain about pain, you're looked upon as if, well, it's to be expected. Oh, I got fibroids. Now, let's go back to the pill, to the birth control. So mm -hmm. birth control exacerbates estrogen. Estrogen is the root cause of fibroids, right? So from a very young age, young girls are put onto something that puts them at even higher risk of developing fibroids. And when they go to see, you know, as a woman, you go to see a doctor because you're having cramps and your bleeding has gotten heavier and whatever. Yeah. They tell you, oh, you know, we'll give you a scan or, you know, an ultrasound or whatever. Oh, we found some fibroids. But they're only small. Don't worry about it. They're small. We'll so watch them. We'll, we'll watch, watch them. them. We'll monitor them. Right, right, right. Oh, you're going to follow me around for the next eight months <laughs> and be, you know, be be looking at my fibroids. No, they don't. They'll, they, that's, uh, they palm you up. We're going to monitor them. They're no problem. And then things get worse. So within a year or so, you go back like, oh my God, the fibroids are extremely large. There's more now where you yeah. might have had one or two, right? And it's, a, and it's an easy fix when you have small fiber, a simple dietary change. And, you know, lifestyle change can, can get rid of them without any form of, without, you know, going onto a detox or doing, doing this program that we have, right? So you go back and there's multiple fibroids. They're extremely large. They're now pressing against some other organ and causing other pain. issues, pain, pain, whatever, painful sex. Women can't even enjoy their sex, right? Um, and then they are told, all right, surgery. And surgery comes in the form of either a myomectomy or a hysterectomy. Yeah. Myomectomy being the removal of the fibroids. Mm -hmm. whichever ones they can remove right or oophorectomy i had oophorectomy first right yeah. where, where, where mm -hmm. it's like a like a partial you know they remove your ovaries and whatever or a full hysterectomy where they take the whole the whole womb out right, right? now hormones are produced by the ovaries right and they're a major part of the communication chemical communication network of the body they are absolutely needed not just for childbearing but they're actual that they're an actual part of producing certain hormones such as testosterone mm -hmm. such as progesterone right mm -hmm. where you absolutely need your ovaries for energy to help metabolize and you know how you utilize energy in that and the removal of ovaries means that progesterone production goes down testosterone production goes down and also estrogen now it's left and energy goes down energy goes down yes right. now by these surgeries they're not addressing the root cause which is the hormonal imbalance and when you have a hysterectomy and your ovaries are removed now the production of progesterone in conjunction the ratio between progesterone and estrogen goes down even further so estrogen dominance that was already there now becomes even greater oh, wow. and then other glands and um organs are then attacked by attention is turned to like the thyroid gland or mm. to the breast and you know removal of the womb brings means menopause menopause yes. which is now yes then you're not producing your hormones so hormone replacement therapy becomes the thing now, hormone replacement therapy is notorious 
with breast cancer. Mm -hmm. It's notorious with mm -hmm. thyroiditis, in particular, um, hypothyroidism, where now you can't keep weight off. Now your weight goes through the roof and you know you become obese and obesity means more conditions, more right, right. conditions, metabolic syndrome. You know, so you're not even meta metabolizing correctly anymore. So it's a trap, and it's a trap that's set from a. So it's like a snowball. There you go. A snowball, yeah, yeah. You know, as you were, you were talking about uh, all of the conditions and everything, so this hasn't been going on for a very long time because I think about my grandmother and some of the older women in my family who went through fibroids and had hysterectomy. So this. This has been going on a very long time. How long did it take you to see the science and, and make the connection of everything? Uh, well, you know, because I studied, um, you know, that's my field of study is endocrinology. Um, I was aware of estrogen dominance. I did not know, though, because, you know, I, I, I'm from the UK, right? I live in the United States now. I've been here since 2000. But when I came to the United States and, you know, I was, you know, dealing with you know, um, dealing with, um, as a nutritionist, dealing with, you know, health issues by way of nutrient therapy. I found that nine out of 10 black women who I was speaking to had fibroids. I was like, wait a minute. This is a, this is a, uh, uh, epidemic. Right. It's an <laughs> yeah. epidemic. Yeah. You know, and looking into it further, it's a pandemic. So it's across the globe. Yeah. So, so, you know, I very early would during, you know, while I was over here, I saw this pattern. So I was like, you know what? I have to write a book. I, I, I was looking, searching to see, has anybody written anything about this? And about the root cause yeah. and about not just awareness because, you know, I'm fed up of awareness. Everybody's aware. Yeah, everybody's aware. Yeah, everybody's aware. <laughs> how, many, how many people are aware? Like, all right, there's fibroids and, you know, and the thing was two to three times, you know, it's awareness, but no one was addressing. Right. Do. It's the same old, same old. Um, well, what you can do is hysterectomy, myomectomy, and pray about it. You know, with a lot of support groups of women going through surgery and there's support groups. All right, we'll hold your hand. We'll sing Kumbaya together, whatever. No, <laughs> that's not good enough. No. So I said, you know what? I have to write something because I know how to address this. I know what's going on in the body, right? So I, you know, that's when I started writing, um, got fibroids, the fibroid elimination Bible and put together an actual protocol of um, herbal supplements that with, coupled with correct diet, that means elimination of certain things yes. in the diet, which yes. you know, a lot of foods, which we address in the book, the, mm -hmm. foods, the culprits that you eat that are, that are highly estrogenic, the substances that you put on your body, you know, the, 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 the relaxers, the shampoos, the makeup, the phthalates, there's a, there's a um, substance called phthalates, which right. in a lot of yeah. perfumes in a lot of foods, you know, as mm -hmm. um, as flavorings, as aromas, scents, right? Um, they're there, and when you ingest, they're ingested through the skin, through the scalp, or you eat these foods, it puts you at risk because we again amplify the effects of um, of of estrogen. Now, so you're talking about how 
the body can heal itself naturally. And this is what you talk about in the book. And you yes. take us through this entire protocol. I was, I, my mouth was just open on some of it um, because I was like, God, I didn't know that. Now I know about the thylates and, you know, we, we're now doing thylate free makeups and right. there are a lot of products up there that are helping, but the food was one of the most important pieces. Exactly. Now, you know, I am plant-based, you know, I don't like to call myself a vegan because I still wear leather and I'll still wear fur, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm plant-based and I recommend plant-based because any chronic inflammatory condition that you do serious research on, you will see that there are substances known as polyphenols yeah. that help to reduce inflammation, right? And, you know, there are things like vitamin D deficiency, which is a pandemic. Especially every, every doctor talks about that. Almost right. every black person we know has a vitamin D deficiency. Right. Because we as black people, our melanin, right, basically inhibits mm -hmm. UVB absorption, ultraviolet radiation beta, right, which right. we get from the sun, which, mm -hmm. is, which we synthesize to create cholecalciferol or vitamin D3. Right now, as black people, we need to be in the sun for more hours than everybody else because of our melanin, because our melanin protects us from UV rays. It also inhibits the absorption of UVB, which creates, again, synthesizes through the liver and kidney to create vitamin D, which is a hormone. Now, vitamin D3 is um, an immunomodulator. It's essential for over 2,000 immuno um, immuno pathways right in the body so it inhibits inflammatory um, immune mm. cells inflammatory mm. so when we catch a cold or what's going on now with this pandemic right you'll hear vitamin D3 it's at the top of every list when it comes to um, protection from the um the illness right because it's the inflammation that kills you wow right wow. and vitamin d especially and black women are the most vitamin d deficient people in the world so black men follow black women but black women you need more sun now here's the problem when you are north of 35 degrees latitude which is at the top of Georgia mm. from say October right the way through until April you get zero UVB from the sun <laughs> that's right so you're in New York New Jersey right and a lot of black people are in these northern states if you're in the, in the D Detroit right Michigan Chicago you're not getting any vitamin D3 now not only does vitamin D help with in inflammation it also helps with mood mood modulation mm -hmm. our temperament down and keeps anxiety and depression away it puts us in a good mood that's why everybody loves the sunshine right <laughs> everybody loves the sunshine because of the vitamin d that we get from it and how vitamin d as a hormone makes us feel so imagine from october to April, April that all these black women and black men up north 
are not getting any anything to help their moods, anything to help them regulate their immune process, right? Mm. And inflammation down. So what do we end up with? We end up with depression, anxiety, mm. right? And then what do they what what is prescribed? Antidepressants. Right. Antidepressants, which are estrogenic. Oh. So they you know, to the problem. Dr. Amsu, my grandmother is 95. She lives in Florida. She sits in the sun every day. Every day. She still lives in her home. She still gets around. She's not on, you know, she might have two pills that she takes, but every day, every day that it's not yep. raining, she is on the porch getting sun. And now I see why she's still here and so healthy. Right. And, you know, it's so important. And a lot of, um, you know, the cure for a lot of our ailments are found in nature. Mm. They're not found in medication because medication, see, I have this thing, medicine versus medication. Medicine is what God gave us mm -hmm. in the form of plants, in the form of fruits, in the form of seeds and nuts, leafy greens, right? Vegetation, that's medicine. Medication is synthesized versions where extracts are taken, molecules, yeah. they extract molecules and then they synthesize molecules, put them in a tablet form and then say, here you go. And then, you know, only 2% of medication is tested on black biology, on right. the anatomy of black right. people, right? So 98% is not. So what's good for white people is not good for us. That's right. So we That's we right. metabolize differently mm -hmm. to white mm -hmm. people. There's mm -hmm. a difference in met metabolism. So everything in medicine is racial. Everything. It's not racism. It's racial. Racial, we are right. different. Mm -hmm. And the difference is not expressed. Now, here's the racism. The difference between blacks and whites is not defined or catered for in medications. So when black people take medications, we have these adverse side effects that are so terrible. So we take, you know, here's what I take for my high blood pressure. And here's what I take for the effects of what I take for my high blood pressure. Wow. And here's the effects. Here's what I take for the effects, for the effects. Right. Also, it goes, it's like a never ending, ever decreasing circle, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. ever expanding um, med medicine um, cabinet, right? So you have, a lot, and that's great that your grandmother is only on two because a lot of black women who are in their late 20s onwards are on 10 15 forms of medication i can't imagine yeah you know you know and dr absolute to your point of of um the the racial divide and how they test medications it's not even for women they mostly test on white men there you go. And so you're leaving out even the women. Nevertheless, a black female or woman of color. Right. What effect? Women's period. Yeah. Right. Well, what effects do they have on women's period with menses? Right. Let's put menses as part of the as part of the study. They don't do it. Exactly. Exactly. So let me ask you this. So you talk about the body healing itself naturally. In yeah. Your book. Very extensive. Do you consider that to be simple? um for people to follow um it is with you know for people who are disciplined and self-motivated mm -hmm. um you know they can they can get the book and read through it and follow the directions for some people they require accountability help. Yeah. <laughs> right whatever so yeah. 
you know, so we have, you know, the Great Black Fiber Detox, which is part of our Great Black Detox, right? GreatBlackDetox.com. But we have an app called the Great Black Detox app. Within the app, there are different communities. One of those communities are women who are across the globe who are on, you know, the fibroid detox or the fibroid elimination program. And they all communicate, where can I find this? You know, where can I find, you know, I can't find seeded watermelons. Oh, here's where you can find it. Right. You know, know, where can I get good coconut water? You know, all right, what, what do you go through? Did you find that you had you know you had dull pains or you know did you find that your menses got lighter and less cramping so there's a lot of interaction going That's on good. between you know people of the same demographic. Good community yeah right. good community good community but we have mm-hmm. the community app so it's it's simple it's a lot more or a lot less co- complicated than going for surgery because the moment you go for surgery now you're vulnerable to medical mistake mm. medical error and the biggest killer in this country is medical error wow right where surgeons make mistakes mm-hmm. it's very mm-hmm. often very common and when women go in for surgery they usually wave wave accountability on the part you know when you fill in all these forms they sign their paper that's I right paper. yeah yeah but when something goes wrong it's like all right let's uh, you know administration let's take you back to where's the is this your signature yeah that's just it all right you basically said whatever happens right yeah. and a lot yeah. of women go in for myomectomies or going for simpler procedures but they wave or they give permission that if they need to carry out a hysterectomy they carry out a hysterectomy so women going for simpler procedures come out no wound. Sometimes you go, you know, and and you know there are nightmare stories out there of women who go in for procedures and then you know part of their intestines and you know um, you know cysts yeah. incurs yeah. and all kinds of things. Some women die on the you know or lose heart stops while they're on the operating you know table and all kinds of craziness. So it's a uh, it's a setup. There's a conflict of interest, you know, then there, then comes the, you know, the post-op, post-surgery medication by following a simple, a simple step-by-step. Here's what you eliminate from your diet. Here's what you incorporate into your lifestyle. Here's what you have to remove from your household. Here are the supplements that you take that provide nutrients that your body needs that you are not getting from your everyday food, right? that provide your body with the nutrients it needs to heal itself so this is not a cure it's resources for your body to cure itself dr Amsu, we we didn't talk about one thing that is is really been on the horizon i guess the last 10 15 years well not because it wasn't there when i you know they didn't talk about it when i was going through my ordeal but ufe and you do address that in the book uterine fibroid embolization um what do you say about that all right so it's not a as an as invasive right as other surgery but it's the basically it's the implant of these um polyvinyl beads that um basically are inserted into the uterine artery right to stop blood flow to the fibroids right. 
that you know the fi for for fibroids to grow it mm -hmm. needs it needs blood it needs estrogen and it needs inflammatory cells they all travel through the they as they travel through blood vessels so when those blood vessels are blocked it means nothing's getting through but that in itself is a blocking of a of mm. of, of a very important artery that is part of the circulatory system now there are side effects like sepsis mm. or side effects like um late spontaneous uh, miscarriage wow. um infertility mm -hmm. you know so the, the 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 problems that comes with it aren't really addressed like you know it's convenient because oh just pop in we'll provide we'll perform the procedure and right. you can leave you can go home come yeah. on your lunch break you know it's very convenient but mm -hmm. convenience it can often lead to major chronic problems so mm -hmm. even though ufe or uae is an alternative it's not the best alternative by by any means you know the best measures are you know doing it the natural way now there's, there's there are women who have gotten rid of fibroids the size of grapefruits shrunk um, fibroids the size of watermelons gotten rid of 50 fibroids in the space of six six months mm. right following this program so it's very very effective thousands of women have successfully eliminated their fibroids worldwide okay. so and what gets me is that you know i reach out to fibroid groups to um um non-profit organizations that are black women's health groups and that and they ignore me because they are basically funnels for the pharmaceutical and allopathic medicine. Mm. Their awareness, they're dealing mm -hmm. with awareness. Mm -hmm. All right, we are, you know, do you know that? Did you know two to three black women are two to three times more likely to get fiber? They're given the same rhetoric, the same- That, that awareness. That awareness, right. Yeah. And they're not addressing, all right, what are all the options? The only options they they that they address is UFE, myomectomy, you know, hysterectomy, the yeah. ablation, you know, the, mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. surgical procedures that are not dealing with uh, that do not address the root cause, which is estrogen dominance. There's a hormonal issue that's going on, right, in the body that needs to be addressed because when it's not addressed, and a lot of women who go for myomectomies, what happens in six to eight months? The fibroids come back. back they right. come back. They come back with a vengeance. Like, mm -hmm. wait, wait. Did you just get rid of us six months ago? We're gonna show you. Right. <laughs> That's you know? true. So yeah. it becomes it comes now you go back in. There are women who right, oh man, every April I go and get my myomectin to get my Woo! new fibroids taken out. It's like, wow. Quality of life. There you go. Quality you of go. life. That, that's how I see it. Now, tell everybody where they can get this fabulous book, Got Fibroids. It is the Fibroid Elimination Bible. Um, Dr. Amstu has written it and it has a wonderful protocol in it. But also this is a campaign. We want right. you to be a part of the campaign and we want you to get the book. So tell everybody where they can get the book and how they can be a part of the campaign. Okay, um, they can go to greatblackdetox.com forward slash fibroids 
greatblackdetox.com forward slash fibroids where they can get information on the great black fibroid detox right um it, you know you have the book there's information that is doing something it's not information for oh here's what you need to know here's something you didn't know no here's the procedure the natural process to eliminate fibroids naturally without surgery yeah. It's so many unnecessary surgeries today, like you said, and that also ups the chance of something going wrong uh, within that surgery, within that medical facility or that, that surgery. So an amazing book, like I said, uh, read it through and through. It is a wonderful book, Dr. Amsu. Got fibroids, the fibroid elimination Bible. You need to get it. I want to thank you today for joining us and just giving this valuable information can't wait to hear what women in the community are saying about the book. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Tawanda. Thank you so much for joining us on Good News Today. If you want to be a guest on the show, you can email me at Black at thepgnetwork.org or goodnews at thepgnetwork.org. You can watch the show via PGN TV on all your digital streaming apps or visit pgntv.org. We'll see you next time for some good news. Mm -hmm.